This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Biologically, human life is dependent upon massive cell replication. Without it, our bodies would quickly die. It's an ongoing process that never stops so long as we continue to live. Little wonder, then, that God likens the church to the body of Christ. As Christians, we should learn a thing or two about biology, and we would understand how critical it is for us to replicate our DNA into the life of another believer so that they can do the same. It's a truth demonstrated for us here in Acts chapter 11, verses 19 through 30 read, Now those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that started because of Stephen made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. News about them reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch. When he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And large numbers of people were added to the Lord. And then he went to Tarsus to search for Paul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught large numbers. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. In those days, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this, sending it by the elders, by means of Barnabas and Saul. After Peter had successfully defended the inclusion of the Gentiles that occurs in Acts chapter 10 to the church at Jerusalem, the focus now shifts to the church at Antioch. They teach us much about how the gospel spreads and what it looks like to be a gospel-driven community in a local context. In many ways, the pattern of the early church is to be emulated in every successive generation of the church, and we would do well to mirror this pattern in our local context. The church's persecution began in Jerusalem with the stoning of Stephen in Acts chapter 7, but that persecution led to the scattering of the church and the fulfillment of the commission outlined by the Savior in Acts chapter 1-8. Remember, they were witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. This scattering has now found its way to the city of Antioch, one of the largest cities of that day. 
the town was known as a religious, multicultural center. And because it was so diverse, we learned that some of the men who came from Jerusalem with the gospel were from Cyprus and Cyrene and began to speak with Greeks and other non-Jewish segments of society. The gospel had made significant gains in Gentile circles, and we learn in verse 21 that the Lord's hand was with them, and a large number turned to the Lord. After hearing this, the church in Jerusalem sent Barnabas, a trusted disciple and a leader in the Jerusalem church, Acts 4.37, to encourage them in the faith. And it was Barnabas who first brought the apostle Paul to the church at Jerusalem after they had initially feared to join themselves with him because he was persecuting Christians prior to his conversion. Now Barnabas had traveled to the church at Antioch, and when he arrives, he encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts. This phrase gives the idea that he taught them the word of God and encouraged them to be faithful to execute it. In short, he discipled them. To help him in this process, we learn in verse 25 that he now travels to Tarsus to find his friend Saul, also known as Paul, and brings him alongside him in this discipleship effort. Now, here is Barnabas, who has discipled Paul, and now Paul is helping Barnabas disciple this church at Antioch in the faith. And they do this for a year. And then we learn that large number of peoples were added to the church. The disciples here are first called Christians. Isn't that significant? These disciples' character begin to mimic their Lord and Savior. This transformation is what discipleship does. It transforms our character into looking like Jesus. And it is the accountability and application of God's word through discipleship that accomplishes it. After that year, a famine is predicted, and the church in Antioch decides to give to the church in Judea. According to their ability, every disciple is determined to send relief to these brothers in the faith, and they send it with who else? Barnabas and Saul. After returning in chapter 13, this church commissions Barnabas and Saul on the most significant mission endeavor that the world has ever known. The growth of the church was exponential at that point. It went from adding to multiplying. But it happened when the church had been discipled and had been sent out. So how do we apply all of this? Well, we need to recognize that this gospel, if it is going to be true, replicates. One of the church's values must be that we reproduce. The human body is made up of cells. Those cells are designed to replicate. The second they stop replicating, they start dying. The human body has, on average, one to five days to live once the cells inside that individual stop replicating. The church is referred to as the body of Christ. And like the human body, the church's body is comprised of individual cells, you and me. But when those cells stop replicating, they start to die. On every level, the DNA of God's church is designed to replicate. It's intended to. It's created to multiply. And the second the church stops replicating, it starts dying. 
the death clock begins on a group when they stop replicating because the gospel is designed to keep reproducing. The gospel came to you because it was headed to someone else. Now, the DNA of this replication is really found in four steps in the church in Antioch. They go from gaining to growing to giving to going. These four steps are clearly outlined here. First of all, we see the gospel gaining. Amidst persecution, amid difficulty, the gospel message advances through adversity. It spreads because the message isn't housed in a building. It's homed in the heart of every believer who places their hope and trust in Jesus. And so it is a mobile message. Every believer is a missionary. That is, they embody and carry with them the marks of the mission. The church's mission is unstoppable because it's never localized. The testimony of witnesses whose lives have been changed by this message leaves their fingerprints on everyone they touch. And when this gospel transforms our life, we become gospel carriers whose witness spreads to everyone we meet. When we stop gaining, we start dying. And when a church stops sharing their faith with those around them, when it becomes something we just do on Sunday, the clock on our death has begun. Not only does it gain, but it also grows. Just as Barnabas and Paul strengthened the church through discipleship, once the gospel seeds are planted and lodged within our hearts, that seed then is watered, and it begins to grow through discipleship through accountability and applying the principles of God's word. He adds to his church as these plants begin to bear fruit. God will mature his church in new and profound ways as believers live lives and have character that is consistently transformed through a renewed desire to grow in their faith by personally reading, journaling, and applying God's word through walking and accountability together. When we stop growing spiritually, we start dying. Following Jesus is never static. Jesus is leading. Are we following? Are we continually growing? And then the gospel gives. A sure test of gospel fruit is the desire in the heart of an individual to give to God's work. They will see the needs of those around them and reach out to meet them. And when we stop giving and we start taking, when we start being consumers and not producers, when we ask what the church can do for us, we start the clock on our own death. The reason the church continued to grow is that it continued to give. But the second it turns inward, it starts to die. And finally, the gospel goes. We raise others to launch them out, just like the church at Antioch did. We gain by losing. We grow by giving away. It's one of the great paradoxes of the Bible. And when we hold on to our lives, we lose them. But when we lose our life, we find them. When we give, it is given. And if we are holding on to something, we lose it. So when we hold on to our D group, it dies. When we hold on to our life group, it passes. When we hold on to our Sunday school class, it goes away. And when we hold on to the church, it dies. On every level, the DNA of replication reminds us that if we hold on and turn inward, we die. 
So Jesus, don't let us hold on. Help us to focus on replicating on launching disciples, on launching churches. Help us to be selfless and not selfish. Lord, keep us from thinking about ourselves and help us to think about the mission of God's church to be witnesses that replicate. In your name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.